Welcome in. Hour number two of the Bill Michael Show. We are glad to have you. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Wisconsin Harley-Davidson. It's never too early to start thinking about gift-giving ideas for the holidays. Go to wishd.com. That is wishd.com. Whether you're going to buy some motor clothes, some shirts and such for your uh, your favorite person, whether it's uh, gift cards, maybe a bike. Who knows? Maybe you want to go in and either trade one in or uh, pick up a brand new one yourself. Never and never a bad time to go out and check it out at Wisconsin Harley-Davidson Highway 67 in Oconomowoc, just south of 94. Go to wishd.com. That is wishd.com. And uh, also we've got our... Uh, our guy Pete Doherty on the line, and he's got uh, the Further Review podcast. Him and Eric Branchek do both guys on the program, and always good, always good podcast. Pete, how you doing, pal? Pretty good. I'm pretty good, Bill. How you doing? We're uh, we're we're doing well. Um, I, I, I did the Packers find a formula to win consistently, or was was what we witnessed on Sunday uh, a resuscitation for mo- for just a moment? Well, I mean, I think that's. I mean, but we're all agreed that's the way they they have to at least try to play to have the best chance at winning, right? I mean, their, their strength, Aaron Jones is their best guy in offense, you know, besides the quarterback and getting the ball in his hands, running the ball a lot. Uh, I think I saw ESPN had a stat uh, that the 62% run rate was the highest since Rodgers has been their quarterback. Um, so, yeah, I think that's the way they've got to at least try to play. Now, I think Dallas was a good matchup for him. I think Dallas's run defense isn't, you know, I was talking to some um, some people who uh, work around the league and Dallas's run defense was is kind of shaky. So that was a good matchup for the Packers. Uh, but yeah, isn't that how they, they need to play is, you know, pick and choose their moments in the passing game, but just keep running it and running it. I, I, we've all been calling for that. Why did it take so long? Do you think for, because we saw the success level, the percentage success level out of play action, we saw Rodgers under center more. We saw them run and commit to the run more. Even when they were down and the temptation was to start throwing the football w- was there, and they didn't. They stuck with the run. Why now, after we've been screaming for it for probably a- almost half of this season? Uh, I know. Um, I don't know. It's uh, I, it's probably a couple things. I don't, I'm kind of just guessing here, but it's probably hard for, you know, Rodgers, who has made his bones – being one of the great throwers of all time, and Lafleur, who's been living off that, you know, for the last three years, and it's probably hard to make the change. We'll probably never know how much, how often Rodgers is changing uh, uh, runs to passes, and whether that's the right decision. And maybe they finally just said, even against a loaded box on most of these, just run it anyway, because that's what they did, you know, and it worked. They and they ran it okay, um, but I don't know. That's just guessing at why it took so long because uh, it sure seemed obvious that this was the kind of way they were going to have to play with this young new receiving core and the strength of their personnel being in the backfield. So uh, let's start off with Christian Watson. Uh, he has a couple of drops. They go back to him again. Um, we, we believe this was, or at least hope this was his coming out party. Talk about Christian Watson's performance and the fact that they went back to him after a drop again. Yeah, it was you know what? It's probably a, a good thing for for him and his growth, you know, from here on out that they didn't have any alternatives, you know, really. So they had to go back to him. Um, and you know, he is a big, talented guy. I, I, you know, we really couldn't even see it in camp. He only practiced the final week of camp, and he, um, you know, he's coming off that knee surgery. And even then, 
you know, he was limited in how many snaps he took in those practices. So, you know, we really, you know, that's the only time in the in the media you get to see guys in practices in camp. You know, they the team stuff once the season starts, the practices close. So, you can see when he did play, he's a really big, really fast guy. Um, but he looked like a, a real receiver the other night. I was just thinking, you know, I was thinking about comparing him with Valdez Scanlon because physically they're similar. You know, tall, fast. Um, and even though you know this guy came from an FCS school. Um, he's a lot more advanced than uh, Valdez Gantling was as a as a rookie, but there's a lot of talent there, obviously, right? You, um, we all believe so. I mean, obviously, the speed speaks for itself. So, <laughs> I completely agree with you there. It's just he came in with. I've always said the last thing a, a receiver that has an issue with drops does is become good at catching the football. Everything else you're trying to learn. You're trying to learn your route. You're trying to learn your route tree. You're trying to learn inside, outside, your body movement, where to be, get on the same page, all that kind of crap. The last thing in the world you're worrying about is actually catching the football because you want to be in the right place at the right time to even get a pass thrown to you, and then that begins to come. So I'm hoping his hands catch up with the rest of his ability. I mean, I, I you would assume then that he could be a decent and or good or above average wide receiver. So how long do you think it's going to be before – Cobb and Dobbs are able to come back because let's just say they get a win on on Thursday night and they keep hope alive and then they've got another week to go and then obviously they get back into the meat of their season until they get the bye on December 10th or December 11th I should say so how how long before they're back to their full complement in your eyes yeah I, you know I really don't know because this injury stuff is just there's so much speculation the information is so unreliable it sounds like Cobb is on the cusp maybe um, and I'm, I'm less sure or I uh, have less of a feel for, for Dobbs. Um, but getting those guys back would help, especially Dobbs. There's a, a lot of talent there, too. And, you know, guys improve during the season. It hurts that he's missing practice and uh, and playing time. And, you know, I was thinking about, you know, Watson with his hands. You know, it's I, was, I used to wonder how much guys could improve at that. But they can improve. I've, I've come to conclude they can improve a lot. It's kind of like shooting and basketball. You know, you see guys who in the NBA who, you know, as their career goes on, they get they become pretty reliable shooters. When they entered the league, they weren't. You can just rep that and rep that. And with those jugs machines and all that, these guys can catch, you know, hundreds of balls a day if they want to. Um, so I guess, you know, in part we'll see how his hands, how much better his hands get is how dedicated he is to his craft over the next couple of years. Defensively speaking, uh, we saw them mix it up. You know, we were talking about, you know, hey, stop staying in those soft zones, keeping things in front of you, allowing drives to extend, you know, playing 10 yards deep on third and six, and all of a sudden now here comes Adrian Amos sneaking up into the box. He gets himself a sack. They're going man, more man coverage. They're doing. They're moving guys around. They're putting guys in better position. You got, uh, you know, well, Stokes is out, but obviously Savage goes to the slot. It seemed like I don't understand what took so long to see some of the things that you and I and a lot of other people out out there we're kind of complaining about saying why are you not doing this when we can see it why can't you you know what i mean yeah i know exactly what you mean and i i just wonder if you know barry got a little locked too much too locked into who's gonna do what for him um you know and how he was gonna use guys because they kept talking about you know hey savage can play the slot so and so you know other guys can play the slot but it was all talk they never did it i mean ever i mean i, I don't even know if savage took a a slot snap all year until uh, until he planned there last week. I just, you know, I think maybe they just weren't flexible enough. And then when you know things had to go pretty bad before they decided to 
to start mixing things up. Yeah, they ran more. They're running corner blitzes. Um, they're doing a lot more, and they're going to need to do that stuff because, you know, the one thing that I think is still going to be a really big hurdle for them to overcome in the last half or the last, what was it, eight games or whatever is left, is a, or seven, whatever it is, um, is losing Rashawn Gary. And they, they did okay without him the other day, but it's game after game not having that special mm-hmm. rusher, the ability for teams to double Kenny Clark on almost every passing snap if they want to. Right. That's going to be a tough hurdle to overcome in my mind. Yeah, I was going to say we uh, took a couple of calls uh, during the postgame show about Kenny Clark or the lack thereof, and I said, wait a minute, Kenny still was disruptive, but now he's the guy that the defense concentrates on on the line because that's it. You don't have to really double-team anybody else at this point. Nobody's proven that they have to. So until you do, Kenny's going to get the brunt of all of that. You would see, assume you're going to watch his numbers go down, which also then can disrupt your 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 run defense, So which puts the onus back again on the middle linebacking core. And we have not seen Quay Walker be really good against the run. Do you think he gets better, or are you like, oh boy, this is a really rough learning year for him at this point? It's kind of it feels a lot more like the latter. I mean, you know, you you can see the talent that they liked about him. Those plays that he made in the flat, what did he make about three of those or so? I mm-hmm. mean, he really he just exploded out there. And, and there was a didn't he break up a pass? Um, yeah, and he's coverage. got good wheels. He's yeah, got really I mean, good closing speed. It's just the ability to shed a block and actually plug a hole, man, and, and bring a bring a ball carrier down. It's been his nemesis. Yeah, yeah, and it's, you know, he probably just ran around blocks in college all the time, and, um, you know, I'm sure they're, they're trying to emphasize in practice to take these things on, but it just probably isn't coming naturally to him. And, um, you know, can you, you can get better in season. He's a young guy, so maybe he's better at this in – January than he is you know right now but we're pretty far through and it's kind of feeling like this is a really you know tough learning experience for him uh, this year and we'll just see how much more physical he gets um, as his career goes on. I uh, was watching today and I I was reading today uh, you know comments of Aaron Rodgers and he had said you know hey you know we're not we're not dead yet and then it was being compared to R-E-L-E-X and run the table and, you know, people are ripping him for not being more of an optimist. And I said, well, wait, wait a minute. He had better teams with better personnel around him than he does right now with this team, especially offensively speaking, weaponry-wise. I think Aaron is just saying, look, I'm going to go out and do every, anything and everything I can to try to do it the right way to just try to get victories. I've liked his his depth, if you will, at the podium and what he's, some of the things that he's had to say about just keeping guys, you know, on the right path and trying to do things right and build, you know, forward. I, but there's no reason to do an R-E-L-A-X or, you know, anything profound like that to say, hey, don't worry about it. We got this because this team doesn't have this. This team is one one out away from ending the game, so to speak. Right. I'm with you 100 percent on that. I was thinking about that the other you know, in the last week or two. Uh, you, you know, the, there weren't any grand pronouncements for the exactly for the reasons that you stated. He's. I, the, the sense I get, and from talking to people who I know, I know uh, who know him, is he thinks they have a chance, which is true. But he, but any false bravado, any any big sweeping statements, they just they would sound hollow. I think if he, he everybody who's watched this team knows that you know there have been real issues for a while here, but there's talent there too. I I, I agree completely that he's he, he's un, he's unsure himself, but. They're going to give it a run, and, you know, if he gets hot and these a couple of these young receivers keep playing well and 
the defense holds up without Gary. I don't know. What do you think? What do you think it takes to get in? Does does nine and eight get you in, or does it? I, I think nine get wins get you there. I think nine wins will at least put you in the conversation, which keeps hope alive all the way to the end of the season. Which I think, for the most of us, that's what we hope for. Yeah, because you know, a week ago I was wondering, man, things continue like this, you know, they're going to be out of it. Then you, you have to start playing Jordan Love, and if you do, does that pretty much end things with Rodgers? And I, you know, there was there were a lot of scenarios, but. They played a, even if even lose even if they'd lost they played a good football game the other day and um, so they're you know they're probably going to be pretty pretty competitive and it's you know it's going to be an interesting uh, run down the stretch here I don't think even if they made the playoffs I mean are they really would they really be a threat to get to the Super Bowl the chances of that are you know pretty I would think but you never know so um, that's that's why they that's why they play them right because um, our right. talk doesn't mean anything it's what happens out there you know. Talking with Pete Doherty, uh, the Green Bay Press-Gazette. Also, they have the After Further Review podcast with he and Eric Baranchek, who break down the game fantastically uh, on uh, the podcast uh, platforms. I-, I wanted to ask you, you mentioned about Rodgers. So there was a lot of consternation as to whether or not if they lost that game, do you then play Jordan Love? And at some point, I would assume Jordan Love would see some snaps. But what do you foresee? And I know it's tough, but I cannot fathom a year next season without Aaron Rodgers for the 50 million reasons that we all know that are sitting on the table. Can you? Um, I could have if he were willing, if things had really gone poorly for the rest of the year and he were willing to go to another team because he's, you know, he'd have to cooperate in some of this stuff because of that contract. Um, it was sure. I could have seen at least a possibility that they'd, they'd have moved on. But if they're pretty competitive, they play. If they're playing pretty good football the rest of the year, and they end up, let's say, even eight and nine or something like that, they'll have something to build on to give it to run the whole thing back again next year to you know try to fortify and have these receivers grow, and then they could challenge again. Um, but you know, I guess what I'm wondering is, after this season, is he going to commit? Is he going to go year by year? Is he going to tell them, "I'll play one more year and retire"? Is he going to say, I want to play a couple of years? Because they have to make the fifth-year option decision on Love in May. And there's no way they can have both of those guys on the roster in 24. They can carry them both next year, but they can't do it in 24. So and that, they have to make the decision on that 24 contract in May, so you know, basically a year ahead of time. So I'm really curious to see how that turns out and what kind of commitment Rodgers is feeling to playing you know, how long does he want to keep playing? Is one more year good enough, or does he want to? Is he thinking two or three? Who knows? I I find it interesting because he said he's going to retire a Packer, and he's going to be for the remainder of his career a Packer. Do you think that the Packers would come to him and say we want to trade you away? If you know, it would depend on how things were going. And uh, you know, guys say that, but it doesn't happen a lot where guys play that long. And don't go somewhere else. I mean, Favre, Manning, Brady, Unitas, you name it. All so many quarterbacks, great players like that who have long careers. They it, they end up finishing somewhere else. The Bart Stars are the are the rarity. So I don't know. I I, I mean, I wouldn't stun me if he ended up finishing somewhere else. But so much depends on how the how this season finishes out. Pete, always good stuff. Uh, what's going on on the podcast right now? Anything uh, in depth wise interesting between you and Eric Baranchek, other than maybe sipping whiskey and telling people how good it is? 
yeah, we just posted this morning. Uh, we talked, uh, you know, sometimes we take big picture looks. Sometimes it's more uh, focused. And uh, this week it was uh, on Yash Nyman. Um, the guy, you know, if there were concerns about whether he could play right tackle, he erased them. He had a really nice game uh, the other night against the Cowboys. Couple going against good players, couple tough plays, of course, because Demarcus Lawrence is a good player. But uh, but Nyman had a really good game, and um, there, you know, that really helps in case they decide, which I think is likely, that they'll move on without Bakhtiari next year. They've got at least you know one one solid starting tackle on the roster right now. Good stuff as always, and we'll uh, touch base again soon. Okay. Yeah, sounds good, Bill. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Pete. Talk to you soon. Pete Doherty, the Green Bay Press-Gazette. And uh, after further review, the podcast with he and Eric Branchek. Eric Branchek, who you hear on this program uh, on Mondays, and we'll hear him again this Friday after the game uh, on Thursday night. So uh, both those guys do a hell of a podcast. If you haven't heard it, uh, they get, uh, like he said, they take an overview, and then they get really, really technical. But it's a really good, uh, really good listen. Either way, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. If they win this game, we all know that it's, uh, you know, optimism reigning supreme. If they lose this game, then what? If they lose this game, then what? Stick around. We'll talk about that coming up. This portion of the Bill Michael Show brought to you by our friends at Quick Trip. Top-tier alternative fuels, no fee ATMs, but when you go in and you get some of that top-tier fuel, you type in your quick rewards number, which is your phone number. You type it in. You know, okay, there you go. Type it in. Get your gas. You're good to go. You need gas anyway, right? You go in. You get your burgers. You get your food. You get your pothole pizzas. You get the fresh food, even the healthy stuff. You get some of the fruit cups, whatever it happens to be, even the yogurts. Yogurts with a crunch munch in it. Oh, so good. So you go in. You get your stuff. You're good to go. And then you get to call. Hey, by the way, your name was chosen, and you are now eligible for the opening drive contest for the Green Bay Packers. So listen on Thursday night, because for every yard garnered by the Green Bay Packers during the opening drive, we're going to give you 10 bucks per yard. So you're rooting like hell. They go in for a touchdown. You get an extra 500 on top of it. Quick Trip giving stuff away all the time. Go in and check out our friends at Quick Trip. And if you don't have a Quick Rewards card yet, Get one. Just get your phone number dialed up in there, and you're good to go. Use your Quick Rewards card and stop into the uh, the Wisconsin-based friends at Quick Trip. More of the Bill Michael Show is next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back to the program. If you are going to be heading downtown any holiday dinner, uh, get hold of our buddy Gino over at uh, Calderon Club. Uh, it is a great place. Downtown's always so special and lit up in downtown Milwaukee anyway. Old World 3rd Street across the street from the Hyatt. But uh, great Italian food, always a great atmosphere. It's always a who's who of people when you're in there. If you really, really, really kind of look, you can always see somebody who's somebody in the city or the state. And it's just a terrific place with a great family atmosphere and a great night out. That's our friends at Calderon Club. Uh, don't forget, you go next door to uh, San Giorgio, the Napoletana Pizzeria, which is always fun. It's a fun place, bright place, uh, a really, really good time. And they pair it up, uh, both uh, dishes over there that are the Bill Michaels that have my name on them, uh, with Cider Boys uh, from Point Brewing. So uh, they've got a lot of great stuff over there, Calderon Club in San Giorgio. So head on over, tell Gino, Robin, the whole staff, we said hi. And who knows, maybe even see uh, uh, you know our guy Joe Martino down there. Joe Martino hangs out down there quite a bit. Joe is from uh, up in Stevens Point, up at Point Brewing. See him down there quite often. Good dude. 
But, uh, yeah, stop in, tell everybody we said hi. It's a great, great place and a great, great family setting. Uh, 877-867-1670. So I want to get back to the phone calls, uh, 877-867-1670. Uh, by the way, uh, Cooper Cup needing ankle surgery and going to the IR, the defending champs, that ship has sunk. That's it. They're done. Ben, do we just write off the uh, – the L.A. Rams, are yeah. they done? Is that in their season? They're dead. Feels like McVay okay. might retire, too. Might be dead forever. Uh, yeah, there was talk about him retiring after last season. and Because he's got a you know a job almost automatically in a broadcast booth somewhere. But, um, but there was some thought about him retiring last season. Plus, the Lions own their first-round pick from the Stafford right. trade. That pick might be higher than the Lions' own first-round pick. Right. Many probably did not see coming. So if we want to go through the you're out of it, uh, I think we let's, if you go to the AFC, the teams that are really, I think, viable candidates at this point for the playoffs, Kansas City, Miami, Tennessee, Baltimore, we know that, uh, the Jets, the Bills, for sure. New England's hanging on. The Chargers are hanging on. Cincinnati's hanging on. And I think that's it. Indianapolis, Cleveland, Denver, Pittsburgh, Jacksonville, Las Vegas, Houston suck. Oh, Jeff Saturday, Bill, they're one and zero. You get yeah, you get you get the you get the jump around pancake slam. All right, you know yeah yeah yeah, we won one. But the bottom line is that team is what it is. And he said he could not win with a quarterback unless he had Matt Ryan under center. That alone speaks volumes about where that team is at. Because well, Matt Ryan stinks, and if Frank Wright couldn't figure him out. Uh, getting a little bit of juice in one game from Matt Ryan is about all you're going to get out of him. That's like, you know, that's like when you, uh, your your remote control is going dead, and you know it's going dead. You're just too lazy to get your ass off the couch and do anything. So what you do is you take the back of it off, and you kind of move your thumb around, you roll the batteries around a little bit, and you put the thing back together, and you click it, and it works like two or three more times. Because for whatever reason you believe that you just gave it more juice, you know, like something happened and you magically are like the flash and you gave it an electric charge or something. And so, but it's only, you know, it's only going to work for maybe another day. That's Matt Ryan. He's the, he's, he's your thumb rolling the batteries around in the back of your remote going, man, just get me. I just don't want to get up. I just got done going to the bathroom. It was a sweaty one. Uh, it took me a while in there. My legs are numb. Uh, I just want to sit on the couch a while. So you roll the batteries around so you don't have to get up and change the channel. That's it. Cause you don't want to go get the batteries. That's Matt Ryan right now. Is that a good analogy? It's a good take. At least Jeff Saturday got to choose his quarterback while yeah. Frank Reich was handed uh, one Carson Wentz and then Matt yep. Ryan. Right. Correct. Uh, so anyway, that being said, the Colts, the Browns, the Broncos, Steelers, Jaguars, Raiders, Texans, dead. Dead. Now, you go over to the NFC. You got Philadelphia. You know they're going to be there. Minnesota's going to be there. Seattle's going to be there. Tampa Bay most likely is going to be there. Then there's the Giants, the Cowboys, the 49ers hanging on out west. I still think they're going to be there. Then you got Washington and Green Bay. Washington at 5 and 5, Green Bay at 4 and 6. Do you believe below Washington, which is Green Bay at number 9, that Green Bay, Atlanta, and Arizona, any or all of those teams have a legitimate shot 
If there's one team in there, I, I would not pick the Packers. I would pick the Falcons. Just for the fact that the NFC South sucks. And nobody's running away with it. And the Falcons, nobody gave a chance in hell to do anything. At least they're within a game. Luck could smile on them, and the next thing you know, they get a couple of wins, and they're on top of the division. They can get in just by winning the division. But do any of those teams smell good at this point for a postseason berth? I don't think so. I think Green Bay fans are crossing their fingers, saying a couple of novenas. If they get a win on Thursday night, oh, we're all piling in church on Sunday. We're going to go to church. We're going to say thank you, Jesus. Going to take our rosaries home, maybe take a big uh, jug of holy water, spray it all over the house, watch football on Sunday, and pray that the Packers can come back the following Sunday and get another win. We know Detroit's done. We know that the Rams are done, uh, Panthers are done, Saints are done, Bears suck ice. But right now we're holding on hope that that four and six team can find its way in. There's four and six Falcons, four and six Cardinals, and four and six Packers. Packers lead the best of the worst right now at four and six. But you've already got, what is it, four, um, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve teams that have already, they're eliminated. They're not even going anywhere. There's no hope. So just short of half of your league already out of it. They're done. No hope. All you can do at this point is play spoiler. That's it, right? 877-867-1670. Hit us up. Um, let's go to the phone calls. Let's go to Mike listening to us in Rockford. Mike, how you doing today, man? What's going on? Hey, Bill. Uh, great. Listen, um, you're, you're singing my song here, and I, I want to say I was, I was looking at the teams um, in the playoff scenario, and I know it's a far stretch for the Packers to make it, and I kind of agree with you. You know, it's it's going to be a long shot. They really dug themselves a hole. And looking at the Packers' schedule, and look, after watching last night's game with the Eagles, okay, the Eagles are, I thought, were the best team. But there's so much mediocrity in this league, and there's just, from week to week, these games just surprise the living heck out of you. You just say, oh, how did that happen? You know, you go back to the 80s and 90s, there was, when the team was dominant, they were dominant. And they just, but, but now it's like anybody can beat anybody on any given weekend. And, and I think it holds true more this year than I've ever seen before. The scores are weird. There's just weird number of scores, 12 points, you know, just 11 points. Just, just weird. Mm-hmm. It's a weirdness. It's a weird league. It's a weird year. And I think that bodes well for the Packers because I think anything can happen. But but that being said, the officiating stinks. Um, I wanted to see the Commanders win or lose because that would have helped the Packers a little bit. Um, and that was a blatant face mask uh, against the uh, against the Commanders on the Eagles. That would have given. Oh yeah. Eagles a first down. Eagles probably would have won the game. And and Bill, I don't know what's going on with this officiating. The officiating sucks. It's terrible. It's 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 worse than terrible. And it's I don't I don't get it. I, I can't see how it can go. And I don't know if it's because these teams have to play. The players have to play so cautious now. You can't hit a defenseless player. You can't hit them. They, they, the quarterback's three quarters into a slide. God forbid if your jersey brushes his helmet, um, you're getting flagged. Uh, you, you know, I played high school football. I'm by no means a professional. 
But even playing four years of high school football, I could tell you that when you're running full speed and your adrenaline's going and you're going after that player, you can't put your brakes on, man. And this is a shame that the league had to turn into this pansy flag football league. And I understand the injuries are there. The injuries have always been there. There's been concussion protocols. There's been, But the, the game is just not what it was. And I think these refs are playing scared. And they're, not, they're throwing flags when they shouldn't, and they're not throwing them when they should. And I don't know what they're looking at, but I don't want to wrap this up, and I'll let you talk, Bill. I just want to say, though, that I really enjoy you. You're a great analyst, and, um, and I just, you know, coming down here from enemy territory. I'm from Chicago. I'm a Chicago guy, born and raised. I moved to Rockford, unfortunately, about 10 years ago. But, I, you know, I'm a Chicago fan for everything except the football. I've always been a Packer fan. But, no, I appreciate uh, it, man. Thanks so much. Thanks so much. I, 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 I understand where you're coming from. But let me explain one thing about the officiating. I agree with you. Uh, I, I completely agree with you. Here's the issue with the officiating. The issue with the officiating is they have been told. Now, seeing a face mask, that's an obvious egregious penalty. If you see it, you see it. If you don't, you don't. There's nothing you can do about that. And I'm not in favor of, I'll, I'll be honest, I know they're talking about the possibility of on a play like that, going back and looking at face masks and such and replay. I'm not a fan of that. The the game already has too many slowdowns. I am not a fan of going back and because otherwise you can analyze every play for every hold and every egregious movement. And I just don't want them to open that can of worms. And here we go with ESPN and Mike Greenberg, the mental giant that he is uh, in the self-proclaimed God. Uh, of everything and always back bigger, better than ever. Uh, stop screaming for replay on every damn thing because it doesn't turn out the way you want it to turn out. And, and I think on certain plays, on turnovers, on inbounds, out of bounds, touchdowns, things like that, I appreciate that. But if if the officials miss a face mask, they miss a face mask. If they, they miss a, because my my argument to that is, if you're going to go for personal foul penalties, and they're going to call this, this is what they're going to call this. They're going to call this. Player health violations, not hitting the head, uh, face masks, personal foul on certain things, say as roughing and such, hits below the knees, chop blocks, stuff like that. So let's say you go in that direction. And, oh, by the way, in the same play on, on that particular play, you say, you know, that there's a roughing call. Then you also see an egregious hold. Do you have to then call it truthfully as offsetting or do you just ignore the obvious hold? And then say, no, we're going to call the hold as well. And, but all of a sudden, the game's be officiating by video. I, I just, I'm not in favor of that. So I hope they don't do that. But getting back to my original point, the point is, is that the way it's been officiated is let them play, let it go, because eventually replay will correct it. Unless it's so obvious, let them go and let the replay correct it. And when they do that, along the way, they miss certain penalties. And, and let's be honest. I mean, you know, every official is not going to see every egregious thing. They do their best, and I think for the most part they do a pretty good job. But I think the erosion of officiating has become the reliance upon replay to correct what it is you miss. And that's been part of the problem. Uh, let's do this. We're going to stay. Uh, we're going to take a quick break and come back and get more into this. Uh, our friends at Cunis RV. 
Go to Cunis, K-U-N-E-S, CunisRV.com. Want to remind you, holiday season doesn't mean you're not in the RV market. Doesn't mean you're not in the uh, in the market for accessories, gift cards, storage, uh, whatever else it is that you need. Even this time of year, you're looking at yourself going, you know, we got to winterize this thing and pr- do it properly. You know, uh, whatever it happens to be, consignment, if you're looking for new or used inventory that's starting to come in, you can do that as well. Check out our friends at Cunis, K-U-N-E-S, CunisRV.com, and get ready for your summer because it's right around the corner. Get ready for summer. Might as well go ahead and do something special for yourself right now. Cunis, K-U-N-E-S, CunisRV.com. Go to CunisRV.com. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Sitting here uh, perusing Facebook, and I got a friend of mine on Facebook that has uh, issues with centipedes and bed bugs. And I'm like, oh, whoa, whoa. wait a minute, wait a minute. Go to MilwaukeeBedBugPros.com. I just got done posting this uh, over on the Facebook page for them. Um, MilwaukeeBedBugPros.com. And don't let the name bedbug, uh, you know, fool you, so to speak, uh, because uh, they're, they do a lot of different things in many different ways. And if you want to get a hold of them, go to MilwaukeeBedBugPros.com, MilwaukeeBedBugPros.com, uh, or call them now, uh, 414 uh, 214-286-4881, 414-286-4881. Ask for Michael. Ask for Michael. Uh, get a hold of them. You can also get a hold of them at 414-877-5811, which is the other number that uh, is Michael's cell phone number, 414-877-5811. And uh, when you talk about, uh, you know, the residential homes, townhomes. Now, this friend of mine on Facebook has a multi-unit apartment building. They've got uh, 12 units. And I said, oh, geez, that's the, these are the people to call because they do it in many different ways. Thermal, chemical, safe, effective. If you've got pets, if you've got kids, don't worry about it. They'll take care of it. But get a hold of Michael, 414-877-5811. And now's the time to do it when a lot of these bugs begin to go dormant. And that way you catch them. Um, you know, kind of dormant in your home, kill them off, and that way you don't have to worry about it come, uh, come springtime. Good to go. Get a hold of our friends at Milwaukee Bed Bug Pros. Um, by the way, and Mark writes, uh, if Cooper Cup does have the surgery, will he be here for the Packers game? No. No, that pretty much ends his season. You would assume. If he has to have ankle surgery, just a, another, maybe another small positive for the Green Bay Packers, maybe just things you know, begin to fall in the line, you know, because they've got the Titans. Then they go on the road on that Monday night game against the Eagles, or Sunday night game against the Eagles. So the Titans is, um, Ben, I have not looked at any of the odds as of yet. Are the Packers favored or the Titans favored in the game coming up on Thursday night, do you know? I believe the Packers are. I'll find Packers out. are favored? Okay. If it is, they can't be by much. Yeah, they three won't points. Be favored. Three points. Okay, they won't be favored against the Eagles. We know that. They'll be favored against the Bears in Chicago. Will they? So, you would assume, just having a better record and the fact that Aaron Rodgers has played pretty well against the Bears, I'm not going to say great in Chicago because he hasn't, not consistently anyway. But he's always just found a way to beat the Bears. I think that game will be... By the way, the tickets for the game on Thursday night... Um, you can pretty much get those for a song. I was talking to our buddy Mike from Connections Ticket Service yesterday. 
him and I, uh, he and I were texting back and forth. And I said, what are the tickets? Because I see a lot of my friends trying to sell the tickets to Thursday night's game. And people are asking face value. He's like, no, no, no. If you're getting face value, good good luck. You're, uh, you're, you're doing something right. You must be selling them to a good friend to say, here, I'll give them to you for face value because they're going well below face value on the secondary market. So, yeah, if you're, if you're trying to get – and the, uh, the same thing for the Rams game. He said for the 7-15 Rams, uh, Rams game. That's a Monday night contest. He said, no, that, that game is selling really cheap too. The only game that's really selling well right now is the Minnesota game. And that's because Vikings fans are, you know, starting to swoop them up. They want to come over to Lambeau Field and just give it to the Packers fans. And they want to be, uh, as a matter of fact, I had a friend of mine that lives uh, up in Duluth. And he said, you know, Vikings fans up there want to see the Packers win. And, like, keep hope alive. And just be on the cusp of getting into the postseason and, and can't lose for the Vikings to come into Lambeau Field and beat them. Not by then already have clinched the division, but to beat them and put them out of their misery to give them the knockout blow. That's what Vikings fans are hoping for right now. So that's the reason I think also Vikings fans, because they believe that this is their year, they're starting to buy those tickets up. So those tickets are going pretty well. But uh, the the Titans game and the Rams game, those tickets you can get well below face value. So I hate to say that because I got a lot of friends that have season tickets and are trying to sell them. But yeah, that's they're not selling real well. Not a whole lot of people wanting to go sit up in the cold um, with very, very, very little help. Although, I wonder what the win on Sunday has done maybe for a little bit of spurring of enthusiasm when it comes to the Green Bay Packers and, and going to buy tickets and sitting out you know, at Lambeau Field. I think a lot of people right now are sitting on the sidelines with their arms folded going, okay, show me something, put back-to-back wins together, and then maybe I'll believe. Maybe I'll believe that the Packers are going to get us there. But uh, but as of right now, the tickets you can well below face value on those things. 877-867-1670. Oh, this is from Mark. Mark says, as a Vikings fan living over here, as you put it, in horn country, have I ever called the Vikings fan horn country? Ben, have I ever used that term? No. I never have. I don't know what the hell he's talking about. He says, it's about time we get our just rewards. Uh, the Vikings are for real. Thanks for giving us... <laughs> Thanks for giving us the Darius Smith. Well, we didn't give them to you. They cut them loose, and you signed them. Good for you. You know, you took a chance, and it paid off, which is fantastic. Uh, Thanks for giving them to us. He says, we're coming in to kick your ass. Two in a row this season on our way to an NFC Championship game and maybe even further. I don't see anybody else that's really going to challenge us for the top spot in the NFC. The NFC is going to be won by the Vikings. The AFC will be won by the Bills. And we will once again prevail our first championship in oh so many years. Suck it. Wow! On a snowy Christmas-like Tuesday, you fire off the suck it. Now I have more reason to hate hate Viking fan, and more payback hopefully coming in that second to last game of the season. That's 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 not nice. <laughs> Eric also says, "Don't forget it's Thursday before hunting season." Yeah, forgot about that too. Got a lot of widows weekends coming up in the bars and up in uh, Pembine at Four Seasons Island Resort and such. Yeah. Hey, by the way, speaking of that, before we, uh, we go to break, get a hold of our friends at the Four Seasons Island Resort. They have uh, different craft shows going off this weekend for the Widow's Weekend coming up. 
They got a lot of different events happening. Uh, even though they're not open seven days a week right now because they go into winter hours, uh, Thursdays, Fridays, and Saturdays. But uh, at their sister resort up in uh, upper in UP, they also have sk- snow skiing. The tra- they got a snow up there just like we did, and the tra- the uh, the uh, sledding trails are starting to open up up there as well. They haven't gotten a ton. It's a very minimal pack, but uh, it's going to be sooner rather than later that the snow trails are going to be opening up for the uh, for the sled, so to speak. So uh, give them a shout. 715-324-5800. Get a hold of Barb. B-A-R-B. Barb at the4seasonswisconsin.com at the4seasonswisconsin.com. Get a hold of Barb. Give her a call. Say, hey, I wanted the, the Bill Michaels because you get some money off and you want to get your uh, rates booked up there for the holiday season for sure. More of the Bill Michaels Show next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Now, in Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. The Packers will have a short week getting ready to play the Tennessee Titans this Thursday night here at Lambeau Field. On offense, the Packers finally got rookie receiver Christian Watson going in their overtime win over the Dallas Cowboys Sunday night. Packers wide receiver Alan Lazard. Cowboys did a great job all game, you know, kind of be able to control us and keep the ball in front of them and not have too many explosive plays on them. But um, for him to be able to do that um, makes them, you know, reevaluate how they're playing, playing us the rest of the the game and everything so they didn't want to make any adjustments and they paid for it the packers amari rogers fumbled again on a punt return against the cowboys special teams coordinator rich Bisaccia had to replace him with Keyshawn nixon i really like amari rogers jersey number eight has put himself and put us in some bad situations so you know you have to coach the man first and then coach the player so we, we have to go through both of those things when these situations arise so as of right now, we're evaluating the position, and we'll see how it turns out come Thursday night. The Titans improved to 6-3. and three. After a come-from-behind win over the Denver Broncos, Ryan Tannehill was back at quarterback after missing the last two games with an ankle injury. Proud of our guys, the way we battled. That's one thing I know about this team is we're going to go battle. You know, no matter what's going on, um, no matter how things are going on the field, we're going to stick together. We're going to keep battling and, and try to find a way to win, and we were able to do that. And the post-game interview Aaron Rodgers did on the field with Fox after beating the Cowboys went viral on Twitter. I felt like last week was kind of a rock bottom for myself, for the team, and we responded in the right way today. I'm proud of our guys. I knew we were capable of a performance like this. I knew I was capable of playing better. I knew I had to play better. But today was the kind of game I expect out of myself moving forward. We finally scored more than 30 points. Our defense has been carrying us for much of the season. But the biggest thing to remember is we're not dead. That's Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. I'm Mike Clemens on the Bill Michaels Show. Welcome back. We're not dead. Not dead. Not dead yet. No, baby, no. Good to have you back. Hey, uh, G-R-O-T-H, growthlawfirm.com. They are good people, and they are one of the best places to work and one of the best law firms in uh, the Milwaukee area. Uh, you can vote on them uh, for them uh, via the Shepherd Express. I know that that's one of the badge of honors, but good people over there, and bikers specifically, if you're looking for a law firm to work with, go to growthlawfirm.com, G-R-O-T-H, growthlawfirm.com. That is growthlawfirm.com. Good stuff. Uh, coming up after the top of the hour, uh, our buddy uh, Brett Spielberger is going to be joining us from Pro Football Focus. He's coming up. By the way, I know Ticketmaster is down. Major breaking news. Ticketmaster has been broken. Why? Taylor Swift tour tickets went on sale today. 
Yeah, people Grant are Bills, freaking the hell out. Grant Bills all over that. I was talking to him Is this he? morning about it. Oh yeah, big Swifty. Okay. Grant's a Swifty? No, I think he's getting it for someone else. But he is okay. all over it. Taylor Swift is cool. We got a chance to see her uh, meet her at the Super Bowl some years back. Is kind of cool. Long legs, boy. Oof. Long legs. I'll leave it at that. That's for damn sure. Uh, coming back, going to talk some pro football focus stuff. And I got a lot more to get to. Two hours down, two hours yet to go. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show. It's coming up on this wintry mix kind of day. Right after this. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.